What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a good show here for you today on the weekend of February 13th, the year 2021. Giving my thoughts about Russell Wilson's comments he made to Dan Patrick earlier. Uh, earlier this past week, which I will get into here at the top, giving my thoughts on Carson Wentz wanting to be traded, J.J. Watt and the Texans parting ways, a couple items as far as Major League Baseball is concerned, and I'll get to Urban Meyer uh, here on this uh, first program without a live football, uh, which is going to be the case for the next uh, six months or so. Let's jump right into it um, with Russell Wilson. Uh, he came, he went on the Dan Patrick show earlier this week and said, among other things, and voiced, I guess, his frustration about the fact that he's tired of being hit. You know, he, he takes, you know, he takes more sacks and gets hit more, more than any quarterback in the National Football League and. And voiced his frustration about it, Dan Patrick, and essentially said that he's open to open to be traded. Uh, is what he said. Said he's he, along the lines of you know he's open to be traded. He's open to be traded, and he's tired of getting hit. Uh, you know, being quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Here is my issue with Russell Wilson. Okay. In 2019, Russell Wilson signed a four-year, $140 million contract extension with the Seahawks, which prior to Patrick Mahomes' 10-year, $500 million extension, was the high, he was the highest-paid player, and I think still is because Mahomes' contract hasn't kicked in yet. He's technically still the highest-paid pl- highest player in the National Football League. And if you know anything about if you know anything about the NFL as far as the financial piece is concerned when it comes to constructing a football team, you got a salary cap. And those large contract extensions is going to take up hella space in the salary cap. Now, Russell Wilson can opt out of his contract at the end of the 2021 season, but the Seahawks would have $26 million in dead cap. His contract this after this past 2020 season has a cap hit of $31 million. Dead cap in 2020 was... million. I cannot listen to Russell Wilson go on Dan Patrick and yell and scream, moan and groan, and bellyache about the fact that he is tired of getting hit when his contract is taking up a large sum of the Seattle Seahawks salary cap. I can't listen to Russell Wilson moan and groan about he's sick and tired of being hit when his contract is taking up a large part of the team's salary cap. That I can't listen to. I can't listen to him. I can't listen to him do that. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I cannot do it. I can't listen to him. And I, I'm a Russell Wilson guy. Nothing against him personally. I can't listen to Russell Wilson get up on his soapbox, moan and groan and scream and complain about the fact that he's not getting protected. That I cannot listen to. I mean, who who does Russell Wilson think he is? To go out there and to basically say, well, hey, I'm open to being traded because obviously the Seahawks you know, don't care anything about me and I'm so disrespected and I'm so unappreciated and so not loved by the Seattle Seahawks franchise. Really? When they went out and they drafted DK Metcalf, they went out and traded a large sum of draft picks this past summer to get Jamal Adams. 
Okay, this is not a this is not a Seahawks team where it's just Russell Wilson and that's it. DK Metcalf's one of the best wide receivers in all of football. They got you last season, albeit he was old, washed, and injured to hell and back. They got you Greg Olson, and they traded a large bulk of their future to get you all pro safety Jamal Adams from the Jets. And I gotta listen to Russell Wilson scream and yell and moan and groan about the fact that he isn't being that he isn't appreciated and the fact that he's open to a trade and is sick and tired of being hit. Well, let me give you a couple of stats for you. Okay. The time that it takes Russell Wilson to throw the football is t- according to next gen stats, courtesy of AWS is an NFL ordeal. Russell Wilson, the time it takes for him to, to get rid of the football. 2.97 seconds. That's nearly three whole seconds it takes for Russ Wilson to get the ball out of his hands. That's fifth longest in the National Football League. Pro Football Focus counts 14 of Russell Wilson's 47 sacks he took in the 2020 football season being on him and not his offensive line. That's second most in the NFL. Another thing, another stat to wet your whistle. ESPN ranked the Seattle Seahawks offensive line ninth best in pass block win ratio. Russell Wilson makes it sound like that he's got the Bengals offensive line blocking for him. Now, I understand the Seahawks offensive line isn't what it used to be, but they were a lot better than what they were a couple of seasons ago. So for Russell Wilson to get on his big soapbox and his high horse and sit up here and moan and groan about the fact that he's being unappreciated and that he's sick and tired of being it. Well, how about Russell Wilson look himself in the mirror, maybe put on, maybe put on some tape, you know, maybe get 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 on your iPad and put on some tape while you're sitting there rubbing elbows with your with your wife with the with the uh, juvenile pink wig on and rubbing elbows with the ginger hammer and Roger Goodell, the commissioner. How about you go back, Russell Wilson, and go look at your own film? Because I have seen many a games, Rams being most recent, where he's just he's literally just standing there in the pocket with the ball in his hands. I, de- I I don't get it. Russell, if the play is not there, tuck it and run or throw the ball away. My goodness gracious. Many a time in the Ram game, he's holding on to the ball, holding on to the ball, holding on to the ball, holding on to the ball. Russell, get rid of the football. So if Russell Wilson is sitting up there and moaning, and groaning, and screaming, and yell about the fact that well, he's sick and tired of getting hit, Russell, look in the mirror. It's on you. Not your offensive line. It's on you. It's on you. Look in the mirror. It's on you. Not your offensive line. You. You are fifth longest in the league and holding on to the football. That's on you. You are the you are second most in ha- in, in in self-inflicting sex. Not your offensive line. You. And how would you think a member of, of Wilson's O line likes this? You know, after Super Bowl week, lame duck Super Bowl money on business. You go out on you go out on the internet and you see essentially that your that your star quarterback that's supposed to be you know that's supposed to be uh, Gandhi as a teammate throws you under the bus because he because he goes on a national radio show and it says among other things I'm open to being traded because I'm, because I get hit too much. When you when you. How 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 do you think how do you think his, his, one of the members was offensive lineman like that? How do you how do you think his uh, his left guard stomach that over his steak and eggs? How do you think they like that? I got a Russell Wilson screaming. A Russell Wilson of all people, Russell Wilson. Then he goes on Dan Patrick and says says among other things. Well, look at well Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady gets to dictate, you know, the roster and, and the people that's on his team. You look at LeBron James, he does the same thing too. I'm like, hold the freaking phone. Okay, Russell, I know you are not sitting up here in front of America with the audacity, the temerity, the uh, the unmitigated gall, the chutzpah to sit up and try to tell America that you are Tom Brady or LeBron James. Are you 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 must be out of your mind? 
the fact that the fact that that would even that that thought would even uh, compute itself into your brain and onto your tongue and out into the ether onto the national airways like like that is absurd absurd really Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls and is the greatest quarterback of all time who you lost to in a Super Bowl. LeBron James is the greatest NBA player of this generation. You can make the argument second greatest, third greatest, fourth, maybe even fifth, but top five in the history of the National Basketball Association. You are not even top five in your era of great quarterbacks. Not even top five. Yet you're going to sit up here and compare yourself to Brady and LeBron? Really? Basketball, the one great player can win you a championship. The one great player on football, a championship ain't guaranteed. It's the ultimate team sport for a reason. And LeBron James has won four championships. You've won one. You ain't LeBron James, Russell. Check your ego at the door. You ain't LeBron James. And you, and you, and you for sure as hell ain't Tom Brady either. You ain't Tom Brady. You haven't been to 10 Super Bowls. You haven't been to 13, 14 some odd conference championships. You haven't won seven rings. You haven't done that. You're not the GOAT. When you're the GOAT, you get certain rights and certain responsibilities and certain freedoms that other quarterbacks don't get. Who the heck does Russell Wilson think he is? Well, Brady gets to do this and LeBron gets to do that. You're not Brady or LeBron, so quit it. So quit it. Quit the charade. You're not the GOAT and you're not the second GOAT. Stop. Throwing your offensive lineman underneath the bus like that. When you taking all those all them sacks is your own fault. Really? Fifth longest in the time it takes for you to release the football. They don't, that ain't on the offensive line, Russell. The, ball, the football is in your hands, not theirs. Get rid of the football if you don't want to get set so freaking much. Jeez. Your offensive line had the ninth best pass block win ratio in the NFL in 2020. Meanwhile, you just stand up there. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, seven Mississippi. Ball still hasn't left your hands yet. Eight Mississippi, nine Mississippi, ten Mississippi, and they ain't get sacked. And then he's getting Denise sitting up here and got the balls to sit up here and blame it on his offensive line and throw them underneath the bus on national television. Trying to make the Seahawks, trying to, trying to make it seem like that the Seahawks haven't essentially moved heaven and earth to get you everything that you ever wanted or asked for. Russell Wilson, what a joke. And I, 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 lost, I lost a little bit of respect for Russell Wilson. I got to be honest with you. Because that that straight up and down is as pathetic and that is, that is as pathetic, lame, childish, and egregious and petty as it gets. It is your own fault, Russell, why you get sacked and hit so much. You hold on to the ball too long. It ain't on the offensive line. It's on you. Look at the tapes. Look at yourself in the mirror. It's on you, not your line. Talk about you, you, talk about you want to be involved in a GM discussion to, to put together a roster. You're not, you're not, you're, your job is supposed to be second fiddle to the GM. Your job is to play quarterback. You can't even do that right when it matters most.
You start the season first, tomorrow's like an MVP candidate, and then during then during the month of November, December, half the time I wonder if, if you can't even throw a football. You got beat by a quarterback playing with a broken thumb. Haven't been back to a conference championship game or Super Bowl in six years. Go out and play. Quit always sitting up here and try to act like somebody else's boss. Shut up and go out and play. You haven't earned the right to play second fiddle to the GM. You haven't earned it yet. Brady's earned it. LeBron's earned it. You haven't earned it yet. In the meantime, shut up and go out there and play. And get your team to another conference championship for once in your lives. And quit losing playoff games to these pathetic football teams. Was it your offensive line's fault that you threw a bonehead asinine pick six, which did you in against the Rams? Holy crap. You haven't, you, you haven't earned it. Stop. You're not Brady. You're not LeBron. You haven't earned it. Shut up. I'm trying to make it sound like the Seahawks essentially haven't moved heaven and earth to get your way. They paid you $140 million in 2019. So they sit up in a press conference. Seattle is essentially the second greatest thing in the universe next to heaven. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you now all of a sudden you lose a playoff game to the Rams and you're sitting up there at the Super Bowl winning that dopey Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and you're seeing that Brady is in his 10th Super Bowl, Mahomes goes back to back, and all of a sudden you get a little jealous, you get a little envious. So you go, so you go out on Dan Patrick and say, oh, what the hell, I'll throw my teammates underneath the bus. Oh, the reason I'm getting sacked so much, yeah, it's on my teammates. It's not on me holding on to the ball for literally three seconds at a time. Then I got to listen to Russell Wilson sit up there on television. That was also tough to take. Last Saturday night, sitting up there, sitting up there trying to act like they're winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is his, is his, is his greatest accomplishment of his professional career. Talking about, well, I wish my dad was here to see me win a Super Bowl and go to another one. But, man, I really wish he was here to see me win Walter Payton Man of the Year. Where I'll go to, oh, shut the hell up, Russell Wilson, will you please? No, no one's buying, no one's buying that crap for, for not a single minute. Yeah, winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year award is nice, but Lord have mercy. It's the Super Bowl. I mean, who who does he think who did he think he was fooling when he said that? Honestly, trying to make it. You won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award from the NFL, Russell Wilson. You didn't win the Presidential Medal of Freedom for Christ's sakes. Lord have mercy. Probably got paid a big fat juicy contract in 2019, and now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you know, when it's when it's when it's a little uncomfortable there in Seattle, you're ready to basically throw everyone in your way underneath the bus so you can get what you want. Don't want to get stacked. Quit holding on to the football so freaking long. Ever think about that? My goodness gracious. Sitting up here taking these taking these dopey vacations to 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 Hawaii and going to the Super Bowl, a place that you haven't been at or anywhere near for the last six years. Going taking these little asinine vacations like and everyone in America gives a crap about you farting around in Hawaii and oh my goodness, great! Oh, oh he's just enough, enough.
when you start playing like Brady and LeBron, then I can listen to you say, I want a little bit more input. You haven't earned it yet. You lost a playoff game to the Rams. You've lost another playoff game to the Cowboys. You were, you were pathetic against the Packers in 2019. You weren't great against the Panthers in 2015. Russell Wilson just needs to shut up and go out there and just play. Quit talking. Get away from the cameras. No more stupid asinine GQ magazine photo shoots like, like your third career as a model. Just enough. The reason, and, I, and let me tell you something right now. The reason why, part of the reason why the Seahawks haven't gotten over the top, it's not his offensive line. It's not on the running backs. Pete Carroll a little bit, but I, it's Russell Wilson's fault. Comes out guns blazing first month and a half of the season. Then his play goes to crap. And he somehow manages to dig himself out of the ditch he dug himself out of so his team makes the playoffs at 11-5 and five every year. It's on him. Not anybody else. It's him. And how many times sit up here and told you? He's sitting up here doing all this other extra crap that isn't necessary. Doing these photo shoots with Sierra and and parroting Janet Jackson music videos and doing these Danger Talk podcasts with ESPN. I mean, oh my God almighty, Russell, stick the football. Master that first. Focus on your craft. Make that most important priority, number one, next to being a family man and a husband and a father. All these little stupid extracurricular activities. Drop them. Because ever since you started doing all this goofy crap, you haven't won a freaking thing since. I'm, 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 so, I'm so down on Russell Wilson. Oh, my goodness. Go out there and play. Will you please? Shut up and play. You haven't, you're not Brady. You're not LeBron. Not yet anyways. Probably never will be in your sport. You haven't earned the right to play second fiddle to the GM. Quit the podcasting. Quit the modeling. Quit all this other extracurricular goofy crap that no one in America gives a rip about. Go out there and play. Stop holding on to the football so long. When the play breaks down, receivers on open. Tuck it and run instead of holding on to the football for a half a decade, taking unnecessary sacks. And maybe for once in your life, get the Seahawks back to an NFC Championship game. And, and maybe have a consistent season. No wonder this guy's never got an MVP vote. This guy starts out hot the first month of the season, plays an absolute dog crap the next month, plays semi-decent in November, and then plays lights out in December to save his team's hide and so they can sneak their way into the playoffs as a fifth, sixth, seventh seed. Haven't earned the right, Russell, to dictate constructing the roster. All these players now think they're so big and bad and think that they're so high and mighty that they get to play the role of GM. Your role is not GM. Your role is quarterback. Don't forget it. God. Again, 2.97 seconds. Fifth longest in the National Football League, Russell's and hold on to the football. That's not because your offensive line is the equip is the that's not because your offensive line has Bobby Hart at right tackle. It's because you hold on to the ball too long. And instead of throwing your teammates underneath the bus, getting in your feelings like Kiki, look in the mirror, look at the film, look at yourself and realize, you know what? I'm getting sacked and I'm getting hit too much because of my own wrongdoing. And the reason why we haven't made it back to a conference championship game in six years is because of me, not any of my other teammates. Take some personal responsibility and hold yourself accountable, Russell. Quit passing the buck. It's enough. You that essentially portrays himself to be, you know, one of Jesus' dis disciples for crying out loud should know better than this and should act better too.
so I'm so sick of it. Oh my goodness gracious, I'm down on Russell Wilson. Take a break. Get the cards once in JJ Watt right after this. Welcome back to the Amatelica Tellia's podcast. Well, you know, one last thing on Russell Wilson. You know, when you take every nickel, and this not just goes for him, it goes for all these, it goes for the, every, it goes for a lot of these NFL players that take every nickel when they sign these big extensions and have the balls to bitch and complain, you know, when they don't have a, when they don't have as great of a roster around them as they, as they would like. You know, when you take every nickel and when you take every penny, you know, when it comes time for your big contract negotiation, a a lot of these times these players and their agents, for that matter, could really give a damn about the, any about the rest of their teammates and them getting paid and and constructing a uh, a, uh, a championship caliber football team. They're all about getting theirs and getting and getting their coin and 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 racking up the dollar dollar bills. So. Uh, so that's that's the first thing, and then again, when you take every nickel and every penny off of the table, that the and then and then they and then these guys sit up here and they wonder why why their offensive line isn't as great as they like, you know, they why they don't have as great of uh, offensive weapons as they want to. Their linebacker core is weak. Their secondary is that much. You wonder why? Because you take every nickel and you take every penny a franchise throws at you. Because the franchise knows that their chances of 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 being competitive, let alone winning a Super Bowl, their chances of being competitive on a year in year out basis automatically falls to about 5% or less if they don't have a solid franchise quarterback. So they panic because the last thing a, t- a franchise wants is to lose a franchise quarterback to somebody else via free agency. So they over so they overpay to make sure that to make sure that they have one for the future. So they overpay not to mention it's the most valuable uh, it's the most viable position in the sport. They overpay to get them, regardless how great the, you know, pet, like I said last summer when Mahomes got signed, Mahomes is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. But there's there's not a football player on planet Earth, never has been, and never will be, that's worth paying ten years for a half a billion dollars. I'm sorry, I know Mahomes is Mahomes is a phenomenal talent. It's going to be the goat. But I said it then, and I'll say it again. There's no football player that's worth being paid five hundred million dollars or over a span of ten years. None. And I could uh, quarterback, running back, left tackle, or edge rusher. I could care less. But again, when you take every nickel and every penny, you have to expect the fact that you're not going to have a team basically, you're not going to be surrounded basically with a bunch of all pros and future Hall of Famers on it. That's what happens when you take every nickel in a salary cap league. There's not, there's not, a left, there's not enough or a lot money left for you know for the for the franchise to go out there and spend top dollar on the best you know on the best uh center or the best right tackle or the or the best running back this is just it's not going to be the case because because it's a salary cap baseball i get it if it was one thing but it isn't baseball it's football you have salary cap and you got to meet the salary cap and you can't go over it so so again, Russ, and he's not the only. Russ Wilson isn't the only one. But when you take every nickel, you gotta expect that. Which again, and I've said it ad infinitum, and I'll say it again. One of the most likable and the most admirable qualities about Brady is that he didn't take every nickel, and he didn't take, and he didn't, you know, and he didn't, he didn't take everything for himself, and essentially leave his teammates with table scraps. 
You know, so and for Russell to compare himself to Brady is also laughable because if Russell Wilson had any idea and had a and had a freaking clue, he'd realize that Tom that even though Tom Brady gets to go out there and play GM and tell the Bucks to essentially, hey, we're getting we're getting Gronk and we're getting Antonio Brown, he he also at the same time doesn't take every nickel, you know, essentially leaving leaving the team's cap, you know leaving the team's cap you know slim to no, leaving the team's cap space with little to none remaining so they can go out there and play second gm and get the players and get the players that uh old tb12 wants so tb12 can play gm at the same time he doesn't take it he doesn't take every nickel and doesn't essentially take every big time contract extension that throws his, that's thrown his way because he knows a he doesn't need it first off his wife his wife giselle is a is a is makes is has made and is worth millions of dollars and you know so Tom Brady nor his uh, kids they don't they don't need Tom to bring in the 136 million dollar contract money and and also he knows that if he wants to construct a championship caliber football team's going to play for a championship year in and year out he knows that that can't happen if he's the highest paid player on the team by you know by uh by uh you know by by uh, by tens of millions of dollars Brady is smart enough and he realizes that and obviously Russell Wilson doesn't which makes the which makes that comparison to him to Brady even more and more asinine as you think about it cuz Brady knows the reason why he the reason why he has seven rings is because he isn't the highest paid player in the, in the National Football League cuz he knows you can't be the highest paid you know, as far as your salary getting paid by the team is concerned, and play for a championship year in and year out, you, you either want to be the highest paid or you want to win the most championship because you can't because you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have it both ways. And Brady has realized that, and all and all and all and all credit goes to him. That TB12 uh, shirt, by the way, ordered it today. Uh, it will be in the mail, and I will wear that thing with pride. Wear it with not well, not with pride, but. I will be wearing that TB12 t-shirt with a big smile on my face, thinking about getting the TB12 Method Book 2, another TB12 uh, t-shirt, and getting a couple of those TB12 multivitamins and supplements. I will be on that TB12 Method, and it'll be altered a little bit because I can't go on a, on a plant-based diet, per se, but if you don't think I'm going to take a little bit of, uh, if, if you don't think I'm going to, you know, Dabble in uh, what makes TB12 so great as far as his fitness and his health acumen is concerned. You're sadly mistaken. Best thing, he I, I turned the corner on Brady. Got in it, but anyway, it's getting off the beaten path. Carson Wentz says that he wants to trade. That news came out a little bit during Super Bowl week. Of course, I didn't get to it because you know we were preoccupied with the game, and there's only a little amount of time I have, and you know with these episodes because it's just so much material I have to get to in such a short amount of time. Carson Wentz says he wants to be traded. The you know the the Eagles want a king's ransom for Wentz, and they're obviously not going to get it because a he's injury prone, and b and b you know he's and b. Uh, He's just he, he's had a tremendous drop off, especially in 2019 season that he has in years past. Uh, you would think the fact that they fired Peterson, you would you would, I would I, at least I thought that it would essentially save Carson Wentz's career in Philadelphia for at least another season or two. But it looks like he's not bought and he's not sold on uh, Nick Sariani or Satrani, whatever his name is. So he wants uh, the quickest flight out of Philadelphia as uh, easy and as quick as as uh, it possibly can be done. Uh, you're hearing talks about going to the Bears, the Colts, remains to be seen. The Eagles want a King's Ransom for Wentz. They're, they're, Howie Roseman is an idiot if he thinks he's essentially going to get three first-round draft picks you know, and a pro bowler for Carson Wentz, who was absolutely positively pathetic in 2019 uh, playing QB one on for the uh, Philadelphia for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in 2020. Um, this news broke up on Friday on a Friday morning. JJ Watt and the Texans part ways. Uh, that relationship, along with Deshaun Watson, which we're going to learn uh, very shortly, 
that uh, that, that, re- that that relationship between the two parties, you know, is is uh, is doomed. It's it's unfixable. It's 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 broken beyond repair. They've wasted J.J. Watt's career. Uh, interesting to see what they do with Watson, but J.J. Watt's at the point right now. He wants to win. Now he can't say he wants to win, and he and he goes and he decides to. You know, play now. Granted, if I had the opportunity, now I only have one brother. I don't have two extra. I have one, so it's a little unfair for me to say it. But and I and I understand the fact that you know it's it's a childhood dream. You know, to play to play in the NFL on the same team at the same time with your brothers. So I understand that that means uh, that means more to him and and his brothers and his family that I could ever. Uh, grasp and comprehend so and I'm not going to necessarily knock him on that but if he says he wants to play to win a championship and, 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 and play to win he can't he can't run himself over to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers who's going to try out a 38-39 year old Ben Roethlisberger who as urinating tree said is shot past his prime and should be retired with no running game no big time wide receivers and a coach in Tomlin who as tree said is past his expiration date and he can't say he wants to win he goes ahead and he runs over to play for the Steelers um I think better fits for him would be with with uh, Green Bay he went to the University of Wisconsin and go over to Wisconsin, go over and, you know, maybe he, you know, he, he, uh, aids that Green Bay, uh, Packer defense a little bit more. And certainly the Packers are, you have to face it because they have MVP and Rodgers on the team. They are going to be, uh, one of the, uh, few, uh, teams favored to, uh, you know, teams with the best odds of winning Super Bowl 56 in the 2021 season. And Chicago was in the mix simply because of the fact that his wife, who I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce her name, who his wife, who's a professional soccer player, I think, I believe, plays for the professional uh, soccer team up in Chicago. So that and that'd be the only reason why the Bears would be in, why the uh, Bears be in the conversation. But I, you know, he, you know, the Texans, that, that organization is so far gone and is, is just so bad and it's just so broken. It's, they, they honestly are going, dare I say, they might become the new Cleveland Browns of the NFL if they're not careful. Been around for 18 years, yet to uh, appear in a conference championship game, yet to appear in the Super Bowl you know, had a had a huge lead against Kansas City in two in the two thousand nineteen divisional round, pissed away that twenty plus point lead and essentially things have not been the same with that franchise since from trading DeAndre Hopkins last March, the debacle with Bill O'Brien and getting Deshaun Watson all pissed off. It's just been a complete and utter mess down in uh H Town as far as the Houston Texans are concerned. So We'll see where J.J. Watt ends up. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out throughout this very young offseason as we're not even a full week after the Super Bowl yet, just about. Uh, and then Carson Wentz wants to be traded. Looks like that his relationship with the Eagles is broken beyond repair. He wants a fresh start with a new team. Eagles won a King's Ransom. Aren't going to get it, nor should they get it. Carson Wentz is not, is not as good as he was back in 2017. And uh, when you take every nickel... Uh, Russell Wilson don't expect to essentially have the Hogs uh, as your offensive line. Not saying that your offensive line is essentially the equivalent of the 2020 Bengals offensive line, but you can't sit up here and scream and yell about I'm sick and tired of being hit when you again, one more time, fifth longest in the National Football League quarterbacks holding on to the footballs for, uh, for as long as you do, and you take every nickel so essentially putting essentially tying one arm around your team's back figuratively speaking so they can't go out there and spend absolute top dollar on the players that you want to com- to build a competitive championship caliber football team when you're making over 130 plus million dollars a year but that's the story that's it take a break get to a little bit get to uh, some baseball headlines that have broke as of late, uh, regarding the 2020 World Series champion uh, L.A. Dodgers coming up right after this.
Welcome back to the Armatelica TIS podcast. Switching gears to baseball news that broke recently. One earlier today and uh, another that broke last Friday, uh, which I, of course, didn't get to because preoccupied with the Super Bowl. But uh, Trevor Bauer, we have now figured out uh, where, at the end of his whereabouts, it was rumored that he was going to be a Met. Things got misconstrued. This is going to be the case. Trevor Bauer is going to be a Los Angeles Dodger for at least the 2021 season. Has an opt-out at the end of the 2021 season, at the end of the 2022 season. If he opts out after 2021, it's a $40 million contract. At the end of year two, he gets $85 million. Or year three, he gets, or if he stays the whole three years, he gets $102 million that's guaranteed to him as a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers don't need him. Uh, they won a World Series without him, so you know this is just to like you know they're they're trying to as the Chiefs put it hashtag run it back. We'll see if they are able to do so. You got Trevor Bauer three year one hundred two million dollar contract. Trevor Bauer, you know he had a decent season. Won NL Cy Young last year. Put up uh, standby. He had a 1.73 ERA, which granted 60 games. Take it for what it's worth. He had a 5-4 and four record. Uh, like I said, 1.73 ERA, which is which is a career best for him. Um, gave up uh, 17 runs, 41 hits. Walked 17 batters, 9 home runs. Struck out 100 batters in 2020 with the Reds. He was there in 2019-2020. Uh, you know, finishing out the rest of his tenure from the Cleveland Indians. Of course, he got traded after that fiasco. We got all annoyed, and he chucked the ball over the center field fence in uh, Kansas City. And then, of course, he you know in the playoffs, he chopped up his finger fooling around with the dopey drone. Uh, I'm not a Trevor Bauer fan. Never have been. Uh, I think he's a complete and utter douchebag. Excuse my French. The way he conducts himself on social media and just. The presence and the and just the persona about him it turns me off. Can't ugh, I, I do I don't like him. And and I'd say it I'd say it on social media and I'd say it right to his face and I'd say it behind his microphone. He's a complete and utter douchebag, who I who I wouldn't spend my who want who I wouldn't give up a second of my time with to talk to under any circumstances. Uh, career wise, you know he's uh you know career he's um. 75 and 64 ERA 390 so near 4 which which uh, isn't anything to write home about uh he's had an ERA over 4 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 times in his career 6 times in his career um he's had ERA under uh, 3 and a half twice 2020 and in 2018 where it was 2.21 had 3.7 ERA his final year with Cleveland in the first half of the uh, 2019 season with Cleveland. You know, not not a great pitcher overall historically and in the past. Um, I just, you know, if, you, if you're the Dodgers, the last thing you want to do or should be doing is go out there and uh, chasing players, getting players you don't, you don't really need in order for you to quote-unquote run it back and repeat and to win another World Series championship. Uh, and not to mention, he's not the greatest locker room guy. Again, a complete and utter douchebag who I wouldn't spend a second of my time with. And you wonder if that out of him, you know, being the outsider coming into a locker uh, that tight knit, uh, family bond locker room that you know that is the uh, L.A. Dodgers and you know up and down the roster. You wonder if that's going to upset the apple cart and upset uh the team chemistry a little bit. Wouldn't shock me if it does. Um, but if it doesn't, it would surprise uh, the hell out of me. I know he says he's going to go out there and try to be better on social media because, you know, promoting these conspiracy theories. It was saying Obama wasn't, you know, was born in Kenya also pisses me off. Uh, and just he's a complete and utter douche when it comes to him and his personality and how he's gone about being on social media. It's just been a complete and utter turn off for me. I have to, he says he's going to be better. I have to see it to believe it. Um, but, you know, Bauer's a Dodger and 
if he plays well, great. If he doesn't, I'll do a cartwheel to celebrate. I mean, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. My my Orioles are nowhere near competing for a World Series championship. Um, earlier today on Saturday, the Dodgers re-signed uh, their star third baseman, uh, Justin Turner, uh, on a uh, two-year three. Uh, Two-year, thirty-four million dollar extension. Um, Justin Turner, of course, was has been got drafted. Of course, aforementioned by my Baltimore Orioles, played one season with them in two thousand. Played uh, two seasons with them in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Got shipped off for the to the Mets, where he spent a couple of seasons there, and then he's essentially cemented his legacy as a Los Angeles Dodger. Uh, he hit uh, 307, 23 home run or four home runs, 23 RBIs. He's a member of the World Champion Dodgers for them in 2000. For them in 2020, finished ninth in MVP voting in 2016, and finished eighth in 2017 and 14th in 2018, uh, uh, an MVP voting as well. Made the All Star team in 2000. And 17 in the postseason, just to give you them right quick, uh, he hit uh, in the postseason, as in the World Series, he's a 270 hitter, played in the three World Series for the Dodgers. Um, in a career lifetime postseason, he's a 295 hitter with 12 home runs, 41 RBI, slugging percentage of 507, OPS of 899. Uh, so you get a little feel of how he is as a uh, as a hitter in the postseason. Uh, he had three twenty in the World Series against the Rays with uh, with two home runs and two RBIs. Uh, give you uh, didn't hit didn't hit a lick in the wild card and divisional series and can heat up as the postseason uh, as the postseason went on for the Dodgers, but they get another cornerstone of their, uh, championship team from, uh, 20, uh, from 2020. Hopefully good things on the horizon and see if the Dodgers can end up repeating and end up proving that that 2020 World Series championship wasn't a fluke because of the 60 games to see if they can actually go the distance the full six months, 162, and win a world and prove to America that they can win a World Series in a marathon, in, in comparison to them winning the World Series in the sprint that was the 2020-60 game regular season. Take a break. Give you my uh, two cents on Urban Meyer. Back after this. Welcome back to the Amateur Podcast. One last thing I want to get to before we say goodbye, and that is uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coach, uh, Urban Me- head coach Urban Meyer, and the absolute disgrace that um, that t- that was that was him hiring this Doyle character from uh, hiring this Doyle character from uh, University of Iowa who's been accused for the better part of 20 years of bullying players and using racist language towards black players. Chris Doyle is his name. And, uh, and, uh, and treating players differently based upon race. I mean that that the fact that that the fact that they got that that got sanctioned and was allowed is so just it's it's so egregious it's it's hard for you to even put in the words i mean 
I mean, I mean, boy, I mean, we know, I mean, this is the same Urban Meyer that let Aaron Hernandez go nuts at Florida. This is the same Urban Meyer that that had that uh, assistant coach there at Ohio State, which is why he had to leave Ohio State in the first place. That Ohio State coach beating the hell out of his wife left and right. I mean, and the debacle and the circus that that was. And I got this guy essentially hiring a coach that's been, that's essentially a, that's essentially a racist and 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 has had a previous tendency of bullying his players and and that and that honestly was allowed in the National Football League are you are you kidding me i mean and this is and this is why and rightfully so this is why the NFL gets hammered left and right for their teethless and for their teeth for their toothless quote unquote and their Hypocritical in their phony, fraudulent, and racism. It takes all of us mantras that they, you know, that they let us know, you know, within the first half hour before the Super Bowl started, and they have been all season long. You can't say, and I'm not, and I'm not going back to Kaepernick with this one, but. You can't sit up here and say end racism. It takes all of us to fight end racism and end systematic racism and oppression in America and 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 and, and, and end police brutality and all this that and the other. When a coach, when you allow a coach in your league to hire a to hire, it's a uh, uh, a piece of filth that has been known for the better part of twenty plus years of racism conducted against his players at the University of Iowa program. You can't allow that. Meanwhile, guys, meanwhile, guys like Biennemi and uh, meanwhile, guys like Biennemi and all the other black assistant head coaches get passed on and don't get hired for jobs. You can't allow that. You can't say we're going to fight racism and we're with the NFL players and this is unacceptable. We're going to do better this, that, and the other. It all looks like lip service because you allow these Chris Doyle jack-offs to get into the league and to get into a position where they're even part of the hiring process. It's disgraceful. I mean, I mean, and then they wonder why they get hammered and they get killed left and right. When they sit up here and they give us, it takes all of us stuff, it's like one ear out the other. Because their true colors show when they allow Chris Doyle to be considered for a coaching job in the National Football League. While the Eric Bianmies and the Byron Leftwiches and the Marvin Lewises and the... Uh, and the uh, Todd Bowles of the world don't get a don't get a shot or don't get another opportunity, while these dopes do. Shouldn't even been in, in the hi- in in the in the in the hiring process to begin with. He shouldn't have had to step down because of, because of all the heat that they got from social media and 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 the uh, and the uh, sports media companies and the networks. Shouldn't have even been, shouldn't even have been in the running for the job in the first place. And that's why the NFL with this end racism and it takes all of his stuff. It's, it's, it's toothless. Because your true colors and the devil's in details and the proof is in the pudding right in front of our very eyes. Do better, NFL. And the fact that Shad Khan... Who's a minority? Who's a minority? His own self should have said, "Oh, hold on now! Hold on! Whoa, 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 whoa!" You know what this guy's record track record is? This guy has been accused for a better part of two decades of harassment of his players and racism against the black players of University of Iowa Hawkeye program football program. So the fact that Shad Khan, who's a minority and immigrant from India, I do believe, allowed this in within his own organization is also damning and is also shameful and pathetic and egregious as well. 
In effect, the Urban Meyer actually had the had the chutzpah to go out there and defend this hire. Is uh, he sh he shouldn't even be allowed to coach a game in the National Football League. Should be out. Goodbye. Go go back to doing college football games for Fox. The fact that he even bothered to defend this hire is disgusting. It's disgusting. Meanwhile, the be enemies of the world, they don't they they, they 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 don't get head coaching jobs. Yet these ass wipes, excuse my French, get get opportunities. Really, NFL? Really? Shad Khan, you're a minority, you damn self, okay? Don't be fooled because because you're a billionaire and you and you know and, and your money works for you. Don't be fooled, my friend. You you are you are you are no Jerry Jones. When it comes time for the, when it comes time, obviously not during COVID. When it comes time for the for the thirty one owners to get together for the annual owners meetings, your 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 dark Indian behind is 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 the darkest son bitch that's in the room. Don't don't please, don't forget whose you are and and what color you are. I understand you're not black, but but your damn Skippy ain't white either. And the fact that you allowed this within your own organization just speaks to the absolute dumpster fire that Jacksonville Jaguars have been for the better part of their history. And the fact that Urban Meyer would actually get up, would get up and 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 feed this hogwash to America, defending this bullcrap, is also is also egregious in and of itself. If it was my franchise. Doyle will be out, and Meyer will be out right, right along with him for right along with him for even giving for even giving it thought of hiring this dope. Doyle will be out, and Meyer will be out right behind him. If it was my franchise, get him out, both of them. You can both you can both be on the unemployment line together since you want to, since you want to work together so much. You can be unemployed together. Out, both of you. Goodbye. See ya. Good riddance. And then the NFL wonders why it wonders why it gets pounded by you know gets gets pounded by the black by Black America social media and on top. They wonder why they get pounded because they because they allow and they and they and because they allow bullcrap like this to go down in their league. And then they look bad, and then they look like an east end of a westbound horse when the Eric B. Enemies of the world somehow, some way can't manage it to, to secure a head coaching job. It, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely shameful, and it has to change, and it will change, and it must change. Because you can't sit up here and give me the lip service with the it takes all of us in the end racism stuff. When you know when we're still putting up with the with the same old bullcrap we've been putting up with for the better part of the last sixty plus years or so, please, because 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 then it's just lip service to, to you know to 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 keep to keep us uh, complicit and to keep us happy. Well, the NFL put or the NBA put Black Lives Matter so it come up with their own little thing because it's, because it's quote unquote politically correct to do. To hell with the being politically correct and actually go go about some real change. Actions speak louder than words, NFL. Actions speak louder than words. It's disgraceful. Again, my franchise, Meyer and Doyle will be out. In a New York minute, will be out. Without hesitation, both of them would be out. Case closed, hands down, period, point blank, end of story. That's your show, and that's your episode of the I'm Tell Like a TIS podcast. If you enjoyed the episode new to the program, please subscribe. It would be greatly appreciated. Follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatella underscore. Uh, underscore podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatella underscore it. T I S. It's your boy Josh Shields. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you Wednesday. See ya.